this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Kara J, and I'll be stupid about men. That was even harder to hear in person. So I'm asking you, when did you realize you were part of the problem when it came to picking men? My first rebound after I ended things with my daughter's father. I always credit him as being my accountability partner. Because mm. one thing women don't have is accountability. We yeah. love to be we a good love to victim. Skip over it. So I'm coming to him crying every day like, oh my God, he had a baby on me. I can't believe Damn, he, he had did a baby that. On oh, you? Yeah, yeah, my life is tragic. Hey, Sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I am your host, Samaya Burton, and I am super excited for this episode. I just want y'all to know I got a star, okay, a star here. I am joined today with, I am Kira J, Kira J, author, poet, influencer, shit starter, (laughs) (laughs) social media, Um, and just an all around honest and very vulnerable woman. Say hey to the folks. That's how we say hey in New York. Okay. Yeah. Got that. Okay. That's a whole up north thing then. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't think I should do it though. Do it. You have to. Honorary New Yorker for the day. And you can say dead ass. I could say dead ass for sure. Okay, cool. Yerp. <laughs> Yerp. No, I'm no, a, don't do it. All right, I sound like a squirrel. Okay, so you guys, I need you to rate and review the podcast. I love reading them. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel all hard, warm, and fuzzy. Not hard, y'all. My bad. But you know what I'm saying. Warm. <laughs> it's not just another sex podcast. Sex still be on my brain. But <laughs> it does make me feel all warm and fuzzy. So this is a review left by Philly GT. It says a must listen. And baby girl gave us five stars. She's smart. She's smart. It says, honestly, it doesn't get any better than this in a podcast. It's relatable and you feel like you're a part of a conversation with friends who you can be open and honest with. I'm looking forward to when the next episodes drop. Hey. So if y'all want me to have more to read, then please leave them for me, okay? I want to read them, for real, for real. Thank you so much for leaving um, a review. Tell your friends. um, Look here, just, it helps, okay? Thank you so much, you guys. All right, so, (laughs) hey, you guys. I'm super excited to be joined um, with Kira for the show. And so we're just going to get right into it because I got so much to talk to you about. Um, First, we're going to start off with the adult tip of the day. And I'm just so excited to have her here that the adult tip of the day has been provided by you. Okay. Yes. Kira posted this on Twitter the other day. I truly dislike the notion that most of the wins you see posted online are fake. So you should be happy with your life. That's coddling insecurity instead of addressing it. The truth is some people really are winning and you need to learn to be happy with your life regardless. Every happy couple you see on your timeline is not miserable behind closed doors. If you have to tell yourself that in order to not feel jealous, then you have internal issues that need to be healed. A lot of those couples are truly happy and that's okay. Every fit girl you see online isn't surgically enhanced. Some of them some ooh, wait what? Some of them when they go to the gym worked really hard for that body. Instead of talking down on her, you can use it as motivation to work on yours too. 
Not every entrepreneur you see is posting their financial success stories as a scammer or somebody that has startup money. Some of them really got it out the mud and run exceptional companies. If you have to tell yourself that all that glitters ain't gold, whenever you see someone shining to cope, you're just soothing your own insecurities. You need to learn how to be okay with knowing that sometimes it really is gold and that takes nothing away from your shine. And I just really love the entire thread, the entire concept of that, because in this adult life, I think that we're constantly putting ourselves in check, like, well, you don't really know what's going on in their life, but really it is going on. And the fact that your first response is a defense or, you know, it ain't really like what you see. It it really it is. is some insecurity there because all of these things really are happening in life. The only way that people could even be faking is because someone out there really is doing it. Exactly. You know. I think that because um, we got so many young generations on social media now, it's important to say things like that because these kids are really growing up watching people and thinking that because I'm insecure about something, you shouldn't be happy with something. So you having people that are happy about things that are scared to share it because it might hurt the next person's feelings. So it's like creating space for the people that are successful to be successful out loud. Absolutely. You don't have to be silent about your wins all the time. Absolutely. I... What... I think what what this leads me to is, and you guys, the adult tip of the day is just to shed light on something that will help your life as an adult, something to put in your back pocket that could be a therapy tip of the day or what my therapist says, or <laughs> here's a life hack, get you a click. Anything like that is the adult tip of the day. And as an adult, you need to be able to understand that some people really are winning like that. But that brings me to our Twitter talk for today. Um, Twitter talk is a segment that we added on the show because we wanted to pay Hom- homage, homage. <laughs> we wanted to. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to um, respect Black Twitter. Um, Twitter made a yes. lot of changes in the last year, but it was an amazing run. It still is an amazing run. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost every viral topic, controversial topic, any back and forth, whatever, probably started from Twitter and is being posted on TikTok, is being posted on Instagram, and it's going viral everywhere. So this segment is the Twitter talk, and it brings the point that you made about what you see online. Is do you think that aesthetic is overrated? The because now they say that everything has an aesthetic and everything doesn't have like almost like people are getting tired of it. I think that it depends on who you want to be in this life. Mm. If you want to monetize your content and live the life of someone who's a full-time content creator, then aesthetic matters because you're basically modeling. You're selling a concept, you're selling a lifestyle, you're selling your brand. But if you're just a normal person and you like to enjoy social media, it doesn't matter. I have no aesthetic on any of my accounts. I just wing it and go because I'm not a, hey, shop here. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is my skincare routine. Like, I don't have to do that because I'm not a, a that type of content creator. So it's important if you are a content creator to have a good aesthetic. But if you're not, then just be normal. Like, we don't all have to be influencers. Just be normal. You know what? I, f- I, I find that I have a, a different viewpoint on it. So going back to the adult tip of the day, I feel like at some point I would think things were extra. And I thought that that was a negative thing. I thought that was a negative connotation. Like, why are you being that extra? Mm-hmm. And now I've gotten so comfortable with who I am and how I am and what actually makes me feel good and comfortable that I realized there's a certain aesthetic I have about my life. So... If you come in and I, I didn't know nobody was watching, you just watched me on a video camera, you would see me drinking apple juice out of a wine glass. You would see me <laughs> <laughs> romanticize you, like, your I, whole I life. I romanticize yes. my life. Like I 
I realized there isn't a certain aesthetic that I like. And I realized that it's more so the intention behind the aesthetic. Like, are you just doing this? To, if you're doing something to sell something, that's one thing that's right. marketing. Marketing right. is the ultimate aesthetic. Facts. But when it comes to my self-love journey, I found that do what makes you happy. And it's okay to be extra. And the only reason you have like a negativity around it is because someone told you that you were extra in a bad way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't push my extra on nobody else. But if you come into this house, I'm going to feed you. You're going to drink. You're going to listen to music. You're going to relax. I'm going to get you some socks. Like and that, That's the aesthetic that I like. It's, right. it's homey. That's who I am. Um, and so I feel like people maybe need to figure out what aesthetic is theirs. Mm -hmm. If you're and it's also you know. making sure that you don't overly curate your life to mm. your aesthetic. Yes. Because that's where the issue comes in. You have people who can't do anything without recording it. Mm. I just recently started a blog with my daughter and she's six. And people have been asking me for six years to start something with her. We love her videos and clips. And I was like, no, I want to keep it to myself until I'm ready. So now I'm able to create a blog or a vlog with me and her things because I didn't overly curate her entire life. You just do things when they're comfortable for you to do. Like some people won't eat a meal without recording it. They won't go anywhere if there's not the camera crew. And it's like, you don't want to get so caught up on your aesthetic that your whole life has to be about your timeline. Absolutely. Because 10 years from now, your timeline is not going to matter. It's not going to matter. <laughs> yeah, sometimes tomorrow, it don't matter. Okay. As, 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 a, as a fellow deleted Instagrammer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instagram, if y'all listen, give mm. us our pages back. Mm. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right. Demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms, Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our masterclasses, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. So I want to dive right into your content is absolutely vulnerable, yes. absolutely vulnerable. You have shared with stories, shared stories that you couldn't waterboard out of me. And I'm like, but <laughs> also, tell me that. But, but I also know that when I've read some, some of your tweets and things like that, it's like, I know deep down inside, I had a situation that was similar to that. I just, I'm not sharing it. So, for example, you shared a PS5 story. Oh, the PS5 The story. PS5 story <laughs> on Twitter. Yes. You shared the PS5 story on Twitter. The PS5 and it story. Tell us, <laughs> give so, us the short version of the PS5 story. Short version, story. Um, my ex, he really wanted a PS5 and he was looking everywhere for it and he couldn't find it. So, I went and I found a reseller that had it, but the reseller was in Atlanta. I live in New York. I contacted the reseller, bought it, bought a flight to Atlanta. Picked it up, bought a flight back to New York to get him his PS5 in time for Christmas. <laughs> and the the reason why that story went so viral is because he got me absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh. God. I was so excited to give him his gift that yeah, he got me, he didn't even give me a card. Yeah. But Damn. Yeah. <laughs> 
that was even harder to hear in person. It was because when I read it online, my booty cheeks clenched up just a little bit. Like my God, like it was like, yup. Do what it's, it's, you, you you can laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, you do have to laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> so I do have to ask you, what do you? Where is the underlying? And 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 you're not alone in this. I'm I'm absolutely here with you. There are things that I've done in relationships and things that I've stayed in for too long and things that I gave when I weren't receiving those things back. And I still realize at the end of the day, I played a part in those things. Mm-hmm. For you, where do you think that stems from? Is that like what's what's your story behind that? Is that a trauma? Is that just a no, lack of it knowledge? Was, it was me not wanting to admit how controlling I am. What so were you controlling? The time, like with the gifts. At the time, I was trying to do nice things to get the outcome I want through manipulation. So it wasn't even coming from a place of, oh, I want him to have this PS5. It was coming mm. from a, if I get him this PS5, then he gonna behave the way I want him to. No. Yeah. So it was like. I had to step back and realize, did I even really want you to have that gift or did I want to have you in my pocket because I got you that gift? And I told mm. him that when we broke up, I was like... So you was like a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> very, very manipulative. It was very manipulative. A lot of things that I did with him didn't even come straight from the heart. Like, it didn't even come from, ooh, I want you to have this. It came from, ooh, what can I get if I get him that? You know what I mean? That's so now so- when I do give men anything or I pour, it's not coming from a place of, ooh... 48 Laws of Power, Mind Games, this coming from, I genuinely want you to have this place. And then when you're doing it from a genuine place, then you never do too much. You know what I found? There's a lot of similarities with men and women, just even in reference to the comment. Like, that's kind of like sometimes what men do. And I say that because if sometimes if you want something from a woman, you know that I can do these things and Mm -hmm. it will get this. Mm -hmm. It will get this reaction from it. And I feel like men and women always do the same things, but it's so crazy because when women do that same thing, they do it in a more detrimental way. You're doing it in the relationship, not just to get some pussy on the front end. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we done with this in a couple months. You're doing it in a relationship. You (laughs) you four years deep in it, and you you "Hmm, know what... How can I I I maneuver this in my favor? And I I feel like um, something that I've struggled with is the mistakes that I've made in relationships as a result to my trauma or lack of Mm self-love and realizing that the outside world only sees it as that was stupid. You know what I mean? Like, so like that shame behind that, how do you balance with yourself some of the stories that you share? Because, you know, the comments on yours be thousands. Oh yeah. You know, like I I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm viral on every blog. I think just because one, I'm a Leo. So we, okay, so we generally have a less a of a, oh my God, this is embarrassing. It's like, I don't care. And then two, I know that my platform helps more than it hinders. Mm. So if you, I feel like a lot of the things that people face isn't so hard because they're facing it. It's so hard because they're embarrassed to face it. And that embarrassment comes from thinking that you're the only person going through it. Mm. So if I stand up first and go, hey, my name is Kara J and I'll be stupid about men. <laughs> And then all the ladies come and be like, hi, Kara. Then we create a little support group and then we all stupid. So then through my poetry, through my books, through my platform, I'm able to make men and women feel more seen. And when you feel more seen, you feel less embarrassed. You know what I respect the most is that a lot of people think, well, this is just Twitter. You're sharing all these things. And I don't think y'all understand that it's not just Twitter. It's not just those things. Those you know. things have created, <laughs> an, you know what I mean? Like a tweet, tweeter than author and yes. poet and all of these things. And I, I love when people take their story and they go all the way with it. Because, mm-hmm. yes, you can put it out there, but bet on yourself and believe in your story. Because now I feel like you're almost building the groundwork to 
to have the relationship that you want. You made a tweet the other day and said that you got some dick. I did. Oh, so I was, <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, oh man. It was so good. Oh man. And I, y'all, this is not just another sex podcast, but oh. some of it absolutely is. Mm. Um, and I wanted to know, <laughs> what do you think, um, what are some things that you think that you've learned from that helped you enjoy the things that you were enjoying, you know, now that you're enjoying now? Cause, um, I took a lot of time to myself to master discernment, not just to focus on who I'm giving my body to, but why I'm giving them my body. So I tell women all the time, if you're going to have sex, it has to come from a place of, I want to have sex. It can't come from a place of, Ooh, I need to give sex to get somebody to love me. Ooh, I need to get sex to get over someone. Ooh, I need to get sex to heal this void that I'm facing. Gotta have sex because you want to have sex. And if you're not having sex because you're horny, <laughs> then don't have sex. Because there's a lot of people who love people, but they're not ready to have sex with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We think that love and commitment and I all said, these yeah, things. yeah, but actually that's a no. I don't know what the fuck that's like. Because usually I'll be like, It's a lot of nah. people that be like, I genuinely <laughs> love this person, but I'm not ready. You know what I mean? I'm no. not ready to have sex with them yet. I'm not ready to cross that bridge with them yet. She be knowing. Oh, yeah, she be knowing. She, she be, knowing. be knowing. I'm not saying just like, fuck nigga to fuck them. But you know, you know what it is. I um, <laughs> I, I I can know within like thirty seconds to a minute if I if I was oh you didn't see the if tweet? I was girl about, I, I walked in the door and got active. Oh, I saw the I I wasn't gonna have you bring up two stories in one in one episode. <laughs> I mean, we could get into it. Mm. She, <laughs> yeah, she be knowing. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is it. I feel like um for me, I like to I like sex in detail. So I feel mm. like I I like to be loved in detail. I love in detail, and with sex, I like sex to be in detail and so i can meet somebody that i would have sex with but it's a lot of things that keep me from not doing it because i i can't remember the last time i had a bad sexual experience mm. i only have good sex mm. but with that i do not have sex nearly as much as yes. people would think That's and I mean, along with being a sexual educator, so now I, I know, no. I can't help what I didn't know before, but now I know, no. And then also adding the influencer, entertainer, mom part on there, it's like, is this going to be good enough to be worth all of this? Like, is, is, it, is, it, worth, is it worth it? And a lot of times, the way that I want to be fucked, the way that I need it to be, it's just, you're not going to be able to deliver that, and I'm just going to be disappointed. So I'd rather have, like mental stimulation of what could be and not lose the fantasy because if I have a fantasy <laughs> and then you fuck me and it ain't good, first of all, I'm, I'm pissed. Like, Oh, I'm writing a poem about your ass tonight. <laughs> Don't try me. You will be viral. Okay. Niggas be scared to fuck me though because it was this one guy, Ooh. right? I wanted to fuck him for mad long and he was like, you're going to tweet about it if it's not good. I'm like, so show out then, nigga. Make it worth my while. I mean, come on. What's crazy is I feel like I can I can I can feel the energy when somebody meets me and they they are doing too much because they're like your sexual essentials. What's so wild is that most times it it takes a while for us to even get to that nasty point. I need the regular ori the original vanilla sex to just be slapping mm. before we move on to anything else. I like sex in detail. That don't mean pull out all your best moves on day one. Mm. It don't mean pull out all your best moves in the first week or got to be extra nasty. Like I need to know that you're comfortable with your body. Right. But yes. So y'all use toys? Oh, me and him? Yeah. Not yet. You going to? Oh, we're OD going to. Okay, I love that for you. Do you what? Um, I want to know what what steps of your healing do you think were vital to really enjoy your sex life, or have you always enjoyed your sex life? No, I haven't always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed 
getting dick, but it wasn't. Wait. I, didn't, I didn't like. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, I always enjoyed getting dick, but I didn't like what was attached to it. You feel me? It wasn't like I'm enjoying getting dick for the orgasms. I'm enjoying getting dick for the company, for the void filling, okay. and all them other things. You feel me? Okay, you was enjoying all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was enjoying all the other stuff. Now it's like when I'm having sex, that shit be so good. Because you're doing it all the right All, all the right ways. I think the most important part in my sexual healing journey, or just my healing journey in general, was isolation. And mm-hmm. I think that women, sometimes we go from nigga to nigga trying to figure out, okay, this one didn't work. I'm going to go to that one. Okay, this one didn't work. I'm going to go to that one. I was just like, you know what? You last three motherfuckers tried me. I'm going to go be by myself mm-hmm. and f- unpack some things and figure out why I keep attracting niggas that's going to try me. So by the time he came, he didn't preach come, preacher. He didn't come to a woman that was like, oh, I have a void to fill and I want your company. He came to a person that understood like you can only add to what's already here. I had and a, I've been fucking myself good for like ooh. seven, eight months now. So mm. all you can only do is make the sex life better between me and me. <laughs> I, I struggled with that last year. So la- what was last year? 2022. Yeah. 2022. I took a, a hiatus from dating for like six months. Mm. And then I dated twice. And neither one, either one of those situations, like they were better than what I had been doing in the past. Right, but right. They still weren't that thing. And not saying that everybody that you date has to be the one or has to go far, but... When I find that we're not as equally yoked as I thought that we were, that bothers me because it's like, damn, what's wrong with my discernment? Why can mm-hmm. I, why don't I recognize that we're not as, um, that this isn't what I think it is? And one that's, you know, how fast, like you said, how fast we move. Um, but I will say that this year I'm working on being kinder to myself. And one of the things I appreciate is that as soon as that second one didn't wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I went back in in hermit mode. You know what I, I mean? I did that. I did that. So I I was um I moved to Houston in 2021 and I wasn't dealing with anyone for 7 months. The when I did start dating again and having sex again and all of those things or just being interested in men, the three guys in a row that I dealt with chose another woman over me. Mm. So I had to constantly tell myself do not internalize not being chosen. Why are you not being chosen? What are you doing that's different than the other women? And then I examined the relationships that most of them were choosing with the other women and the women weren't treating them as good as I was. So then I had to sit and unpack, like, you go after men who don't even love themselves. So when you try to love them, they don't think they're worthy of being loved that way. And it scares them and they go back to a woman that's going to treat them like they ain't shit. I, I exclusively only date men now that have a sense of value, that don't look at me and go, damn, why does she want me? The man I'm with, know why the you... man I'm with now knows, like, yeah, I'm I'm that nigga. She want me because I'm that nigga. As opposed to men that's just like, oh my gosh, I'm too good for her. I need to go run back to what I'm used to. I think it's crazy because with women, we always encourage like know your worth and stuff like that. And whenever I see men talk about their worth, I think they do it in a different verbiage than women mm-hmm. choose. And so women get intimidated by it, and they're like, oh, he's cocky. And I'm like, is he? Nah. Because I absolutely adore a man that's picky mm-hmm. like because that means that you you know that I don't want to mess up the piece that I have going on here and if you allow me in that now now we have some synergy you know what I mean if you allow everything in then I feel like you don't really value your own you know your own self-worth and that's not just for women right. that is for men I like a picky man um what are some signs that you look for to say that a man is healed or not toxic or like what are some things that you look for I know for me one of them is them being picky like 
I don't like men that you can just sleep with on the first. I'm mean, trying to be funny, like just sleep with on the first date. Like, mm. like if y'all just casually having sex, that's something totally different. But as far as like getting serious, I I watch how men make decisions about money. I watch how much thought they put into things they really want to do. And I realize like if you are constantly doing things to be chosen versus realize versus realizing in your life. You are the chooser. Mm-hmm. We 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 had back a therapist on in the in the second episode, and that is something that really stuck with me. And I realized when you're trying to be chosen, you give up all your, you power know, so you give sense. up all the power. Not that there's like a power play, but right. that is yours. That's your power, and you hope that that other person is like, you know, what, I'm choosing them, and you're hoping that we both chose each other versus just being chosen. Everybody is the you are the chooser in your own life. Unfortunately, you just don't know if someone else also chooses you. Right. But I need my decision to be separate of what you've shown me. I need to see for myself. I can need to prove it. Where's the proof that, you know what I'm saying? Like you're healed. So what are some things for you that you look for? Um, my brother, uh, he always taught me when I was younger, ask any person, what can they do for you besides sex and paying bills? So when I'm dealing with men now, I no longer... Uh, associate myself with men who thinks their value and their worth is equivalent to how much money they make because that can be very intimidated with a boss bitch such as myself you could think you about it you could think you'd had nigga till you run into somebody who's really that nigga now you like damn i'm not that nigga no more (laughs) and it's like no i I have dealt with men who hit me with the what you need me for because i make more money and I'm like, the fact that you think that I need a man just, like, that's your only purpose as a man is because mm. to provide for the household? Like, so what? I make more money than you. And what else can you bring to the table besides the bills? So I fuck with men who don't even, when they're when they talking about their resume of how good they are as a man, they, their income don't even come up. Your mm. income can't come up because your, my income might make you insecure. If we weren't talking about them, then tell me about yourself and what you value yourself. Exactly. That's real. I... I feel like that's just like what they're saying with, with women. Tell me how you're valuable without talking about your pussy. Hello. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by the conversation of what do you bring to the table? Like, I think you're annoyed with the the statement. But mm-hmm. the truth is, where do you add value in my life? Like, and if I don't add value in your life, then you shouldn't be fucking with me either. It This is a give and take. I'm not doing anything and we don't have value for each other. Right. Hey, you guys. Hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh-high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, ooh, I'm going to be real sexy and put it on. And it's sitting in the back of your drawer collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh-high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh-high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. What else do you what else do you look for? Um or what's a red flag? Is something that you don't don't like anymore? Anymore? Because I know I, there's some things that, that say, okay, these signs show me that they're healed. What unfair. are the things that show you that this might it's a be red unfair? Flag for you? This might be unfair to the viewing audience, but I'm no longer dealing with men without their own children. Wait, huh? <laughs> I don't want to deal with men without their own children. I only want to deal with men with children. I find that 
Men without children have no problem dating a single mother so long as her being a mother doesn't interfere with his time with her. Okay. So they like to go after women who have kids but don't be with their kids like that. Or they have kids but they're going to call a babysitter whenever mm. he want to pull up. Mm. I feel like men with, with children understand the concept of actually dating a mother and building with that mother so they're not always like, when are you going to get somebody to watch your kid? It's like, what can me <laughs> you and the kids do together? Okay. The last few situations I have been in have been with men that don't have their own children and then they leave for these women that have more time because she's more available. And I'm like, that's fair, but you knew I was a single mother when you got with me. So you going to be with the woman that's going call a babysitter at two o'clock to be to you by three 30. And I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So me moving forward, don't even look at me if you, or if you don't understand that concept, like you either have to be a dad yourself or you have to be willing to, build with me in my household like i'm not gonna say that's that's definitely not one for me (laughs) no i I, i'm okay being the only one with a kid in this situation Mm -mm, Um, for me i think that if it if it gets that far there for me i feel like that would be a red there's already a red flag before that that if somebody even thought that that's just how easy it is. Like, I don't even see men on the weeks that I have my child. Like I'm not, I'm not available that, okay, she's a mom, but I'm a man. You know how many women drop their kids off just to be every time a nigga calls? I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> it's I don't, heavy out here. I, I don't. I don't. I can't relate. <laughs> can't um, relate either, girl. I can't relate. No, <laughs> I, I feel like I have a a thing where um I don't date men anymore, or I I immediately take it way slower if I want to give them the pussy on site. Mm. If I want to give you that pussy on site right then and right there. This isn't good. <laughs> that it may feel good in that moment, but I know that this ain't good. And I, why the hell you want to be stupid right now? I, I mm. just need time to investigate it. Let and me, I'm not let me saying research this month. I'm just saying I just I I don't I can't do it anymore because I feel like sometimes the people that you have the most sexual chemistry with that might be all you have mm-hmm. with them. And I I just feel like I'm learning to say you know what. Hold that thought and just give it a second. It don't mean I'll never. I like I won't do anything with that person, but I want to be clear on why I'm feeling that way because now I'm. What I recognize is that it might not feel good. It might feel familiar, mm. and I I need to know the difference for myself so that I can make an informed decision. And so, the like you were talking about the isolation, I have to have the alone time. I'm I'm grateful for the platforms and the businesses and things like that because it's the isolation for me. It mm-hmm. gives me, cause I, I, otherwise I would probably be there all the time. Right. You know, I, I have a motherly energy. So I, I do like to cater, you know what I mean? So what me and my dude did was, you know, we fucked as soon as we met each other, like real quick. And <laughs> let's get this off. Real quick. Let's get this off because I'm big on, I don't want to build with you if the dick is trash. And then that's going to hurt my feelings. If I already like you and the dick is trash. That's so we, fair. we fucked as soon as we met. And then we we just we just fell in it, right? We start snowballing. We 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 in it. So I was like, you know what? Here's what we about to do. We 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 when we know we sexually compatible, but we know we like each other as well conversationally. Let's just act like we never fucked and spend the next three four months <laughs> just dating like two people would do. Had this, they that met. time ain't count. That time ain't count. That time ain't even count. Right. And we, I was we, like, think about it, babe. If, <laughs> if we go back to square one and we just go back into the dating phase, 
when we are ready to have sex, it's about to mean so much more than just our physical bodies like each other. Because now we we know we can fuck well, right? But we about to build this emotional connection, and then we're going to get back to the fucking well, and the sex is not going to be well. It's going to be immaculate. That's wild. I, you know what's crazy is that um, a lot of people are like, oh, sex on the first night is bad, or, or it's good, nah, it's or fun. it's whatever. It, I ain't gonna lie to you. Usually, if you have sex on the first night, it's probably you probably had a great time. But I tell people all the time, you know, I, I was married for six years and I fucked on the first date before the date. Like we was, on, oh yeah, we, we never even we made, made it. it to we the never date. made it. And guess what? The marriage didn't make it either. Mm. So, but I still got married. So it's like you can't use uh, this scenario to validate why something did or didn't work because mm-hmm. depending on the story, for some moment it might have worked for one reason and for one reason it did not. So I don't attribute like, oh my marriage didn't work because I fucked on the first night. Like, Hell no, that's not, not after six years. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not what I feel. Um, but I do commend you because, like I said, you you do live out loud and you live mm. very vulnerable. And you can say, you know what? Okay, I ain't going to lie to you. We got to act like that ain't happening. We can't be doing that. That yeah. was slapping though. We, 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 we was like, all right, cool. Let's let's take a step back. Because he, he was like, I don't, we like each other. And we ready to jump head first into this relationship. But you don't know if you're going to like me when I'm angry. Mm. You don't know if you're going to like me if I'm going through a depressive phase. You don't know if you're going to like me when when we start getting to the nitty gritty of the real life shit. So I was like, okay, if if we're going to slow things down, then let's take sex out of it. Because as a woman, I know that that could speed up everything for me. So if we're going to if we're going to go at a normal pace to have a healthy relationship, then yeah. we can't just be fucking all the time. So now we just dating. Okay. But the sex did slap. Hang on in the flashback and the memories Damn. while you can. So I do want to let you know before we move on, I will ask you before we move on, how are you going to navigate? Um, because I know this is a, a new situation for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people talk about being putting their, like, I'm not putting my relationship out there until I get married. Or I know I'm definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. I, I The only time I, on my timeline, like, when I was married and anything before that don't count. Right. But afterwards, <laughs> like I, stories and things that disappear in 24 hours. Okay. Or, you know, but like on my timeline, I'm not with it. Especially like being in entertainment, I'm getting to a point where I'm very selfish about my name. Mm-hmm. And so how are you Same. going to navigate that? Or have you even thought about it? Oh, we've, we've talked about that extensively, especially since me tweeting about our first yeah, day you told Yeah, you told the whole world like, hey, I he's finally like, got some dick, y'all. He's like six million people saw this shit. Like, who are you? He didn't know like about none of my platform <laughs> shit or nothing. It was like he met a girl named Kira that he liked and found out that this bitch is everywhere. So I was telling him like, you know, I'm just trying to be very cautious because it's going to be that much of a big deal being that I've never been public with any man. You know what I mean? Like my brand is built on me keeping the men that I date anonymous. Mm. I'm about to do book five this year with none of these niggas names going viral. Yeah. I'm very public, but private. Yeah. So it's like, if this relationship isn't about to be another fling, then are you prepared (laughs) to go... Every corner of the internet, everybody want to be in your business. And, yeah. you know, because I've exclusively dated men that are private, that's why I've respected their privacy and keeping them private. But I'm like, if you don't have a problem with that, then we could do the public thing. If you don't want to do the public thing, then we can't take a picture. Because the minute we go that route, everybody's going to want to know who's Kara's nigga. Because I've never had one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had one. So it's I, think, like, I think I had to, I had to realize, um, or not even realize I had to figure out how I felt about it without liking someone. Cause I realized if I like someone, I like you. I'm not like, Oh, you can have this, but I like you, but you cannot have that. I had to figure out how do I feel without 
having you on a date, that way I could say, you know what, this is just going to be what it is for me. And for me, I feel like there's a balance, like you said, with sharing everything, but also there's a whole level of privacy behind it. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, talking about things, using it in my content, telling the story, yes. because but not talking about the person. Yeah, but I'm not telling you about, the. you don't need the specifics anymore. Um, and I say that just because... That way, when I talk, you don't know if I'm talking about an old situation. Exactly. You don't talking about. Oh, you don't know if I'm talking about something a yesterday. <laughs> I, I can I can do whatever I want with it um, because I feel I do feel like I have a responsibility now. I've reeled people in with my honesty, mm-hmm. and I have to keep that going. But also, I have to protect myself and be okay with the mental. And also, this is mine. Yes, this is mine. Like Issa Rae popped out. Married. Yes. I've never seen that man a day in my life. I tweeted. <laughs> I've never seen that man a tweeted, day in my life. I tweeted yesterday, when you like something, you want to share it and tell everybody about yeah. it. But when you love something, you want to protect it and keep it to yourself. And I'm trying to balance So it's like, I like, I like you, but I feel like I may grow to love you and I want to protect you from what can come with being so public. Yeah. Because you're not a public figure. I've been a public figure. My my first book is over 10 years old. I'm I'm not new to the whole social media and attention, yeah. but I don't want to expose you to that and then that ruin us. Yeah. And Especially it's also if that's like, not what you asked for. That's, that's not, not what you asked for. What I you asked to be for. with you. I didn't meet you on social media. I didn't I didn't come into this thinking I was dealing with a public figure. I found out you was a public figure after, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I just want to protect it right now. I adore him. I, I love that for you. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, you deserve that. You know, you you shared enough of your life. You deserve. I, right. You deserve. Y'all got, y'all got all the ancient all the lessons. Niggas, okay. All, all the, the good lessons. one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about all all the fuck boys, but this one I want to hold. This to one me. is this is this for me. I feel like um something I'm proud of myself for doing is acknowledging that originally I didn't want to share about people I was dating because there was shame when it didn't work out, mm. and realizing that first of all you're talking about it. Period. And Everything doesn't work out. Right. A lot of the people that's married or been married all these years, there were plenty of people before that that it didn't work out with. And so something ending does not mean that it was, wasn't was a success. Mm-hmm. Something ending doesn't mean that it wasn't good for you or that you fucked up or something stupid happened along with you don't have to own if someone fucks you over. So right. like there Absolutely. is a shame, there is an embarrassment of that, but you don't, that has nothing to do with me. I had to realize I want to protect my relationship just because this platform is mine. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's something that I do for me. And I want to keep it that way. Like, hold it to the chest. This is my superstar world, and I'm the star of it, you know? And so having that, having that, it's just the truth. And if you have a problem with that, because it's not that you don't exist. My friends will know that you exist. The people that, like, in real life, you'll exist. Right. (laughs) It's just there where I do my job in a curated way. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) So... I do code names for guys. So his code yeah, yeah, name yeah. is uh, yeah, Sheriff Troy. I'm sorry? Sheriff Troy from Why Did I Get Married? You remember oh. Sheila? <laughs> Sheila had the ancient shit Driving up that mountain with She was driving up that mountain with ancient shit Mike, and then Sheriff Troy came and saved her. It's like, I've been dealing with all these ancient mics for all these years. Driving up the mountain to save your marriage. Driving up mountains to save my marriage. <laughs> I'm sitting here wondering why he don't love me, he don't like me. Get off my phone. And then here, right come, here come my Shell of Choice. Shell of Choice came and got me out the snow and said, Take this bowl of chili and we're going to figure it out. He said, Come on, we're going to work out and we're going to get you back to balance. And Sheila said, and He loves me through all of it. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't have that and I do now. And I wake up. 
wake up with so much joy in my heart. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that man loves me, me through all of it. <laughs> you understand me? And I didn't have that. He was like, why do I have Yo, to be... stop, because I'm about to be crying. He said, why do I have to be Sheriff Troy? <laughs> <laughs> he hates that name so much. You a fool for no reason. <laughs> but he is. He's like, watch that movie, Lamar oh, Rucker is like the hero. Like, he is my hero. Yes, it's, come get me out the mountain. It's a it's an avalanche. <laughs> Save me. Give me the chili. Give me all the bowls Just of chili. Stop talking to me. Stop. <laughs> I have to cut you off somewhere. Stop. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie now. <laughs> I gotta watch it. Yes, my sheriff. Up, I'm driving up this mountain to save my marriage, Lord. <laughs> I got eighty-seven dollars to my name. Look here. So look, I was gonna let you be done, but now that you didn't brought it up, I wanna know. Because I always wondered in that movie, when did Sheila realize, like, baby, you were part of the problem? Because that man had you get up out your plane seat and everything. So I'm asking you, when did you realize you were part of the problem when it came to picking men? My first rebound after I ended things with my daughter's father. I always credit him as being my accountability partner. Because mm. one thing women don't have. It's accountability. We yeah. love to be we a good love to victim. Skip over it. We love to be a good victim. So I remember he was my rebound. So he had to deal with all the broken remnants of me just getting heartbroken. So I'm coming to him crying every day, like, oh my God, he had a baby on me. I can't believe Damn, he, he had did a baby that. on oh, you. Yeah. yeah, my life is tragic. <laughs> <laughs> while I was pregnant, girl, while I was pregnant. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the book's so good. I asked the wrong questions today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there crying, like, I can't believe he had a baby on me. And he's like, let me ask you something. This nigga was cheating on you the whole time y'all was together. But the baby made a difference. You was even going to get a baby or STD. You don't know what happens when somebody cheating on you? Like, why are you sitting there complaining mm. about something that you settled for for all them years? Mm. So then that's, that conversation had me start stepping into, damn, what else did I overlook? Like, yeah. damn, I was, I, was, I was ignoring a lot of things when it came to him. Like, for example, when we was together, he was always in and out of jail. So now that okay. he's... Okay, this just... Snowballed, right? <laughs> now that he's back in jail and I got to deal with being a single mother, I can't complain about it because he was in and out of jail before I had the, baby. had the baby. We have to own up to the things that we've settled yeah. for and understand the part that we played into it. I feel very guilty about it because I robbed my daughter of having a present father because I knew my boyfriend was in and out of jail, yeah. but I didn't think of how that would affect you with that person being in and out of jail, being your dad one day. But yeah. How do you make That's up with I that? Realized. How do you make up for that with yourself and with your daughter? A lot of a lot of communication and grace. Yeah. I give myself grace to let her vent when she's upset. I let her be very verbal about how disappointed she is. She told me last night, like, this is not fair. I haven't seen my daddy in years. Mm. And she she still don't understand it, so I get blamed. But I'm like, I'm part of the blame. I grew up with a dad. Yeah. I, my dad raised me. I don't know what it's like to not have a dad. So I can't fault you for feeling that way. I set you up for this. My fault. But what can I do? You can't do anything but the best accept thing you can it do now. and move forward. I try not to spoil her because it was a period of time where I was letting her do whatever she wanted. I wasn't disciplining her. My friend told me that you can't let your guilt be the reason that you have her lacking in discipline. Yeah. You, can't, you can't privilege her out of that feeling. 
You can't move her into a luxury building. You can't fly her to Houston. You can't take on vacations. You can't and buy it. You can't, you buy, can't it. buy it. Like, no matter what you do in a situation, she you can't spoil that feeling out of her. She's going to miss her dad always. So you just have to continue to have conversations with her and get through it until he come home. It was... It was so much in everything that you just said that it's just like, damn, none of us are alone because I've always dealt with the guilt of motherhood and and my child knowing what it feels like to have his dad there. And the day that he left and watching my child cry or the the first time that we went to school together for a thing and then he was like, but I want to go with daddy, but I have to go with mommy. Not only did that not make me feel good, but it... He was right to have that feeling. And so for me, taking accountability for the role I played in the marriage not working and being hasty with decisions and and things like that, but also letting my child know I'm not going to commit to a mistake just so you don't have to miss your dad because you do deserve two happy parents. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I can recognize where where I played a role in this, but I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to sit on it. Like a lot of times we stay with the person because we want the well, I, I made the wrong choice, but I'm stay with him anyway for the kid. And mm-hmm. the kid still lacks. I think the best thing that I could do for my child is... Give them a happy mother. Give them a happy mother. Um, having the family aspect still with his dad. Like, there's not one time that he hasn't called his dad when it wasn't his week to come over there to come over. And now they sitting in my living room and <laughs> not making food so y'all can play Mario World. Like, and and that's what he needs. What, what I can give him is friendship with his dad and respect and tell him, you are so lucky you have a bonus mom. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And things like that. And, let, and, and listen to him. Like, when you ask Trey who he, who he loves, he give you a listen. I'm at the very end. But I'm the one who asked him the question. But Ooh. it's giving him an opportunity to say that he loves all these different people that that is outside of me. And I, I love that for him. So just knowing that I'm not the only one going through that is is powerful. And I hope that somebody that's listening to it is like, okay, you don't have to commit. Don't commit to your mistake. Bro. Right. And like, I think that you it's important commit to, to teach my daughter that how much I put myself first in spite of my role as her mother. Because there's a lot of things in life that she didn't want to do or she didn't understand that I still had to make the move for me. Mm. In a sense of us moving to Houston, she didn't want to move to Houston. She didn't want me and her dad to break up. And I'm just like, you're not going to get this now, but you'll get it later. And I just have to trust that when you do get it, you'll understand and forgive me for some of the moves that I made. There was definitely a guilt when my... um and I always go back to this because I realized how much stuff was tied into it. When my Instagram page was deleted, I felt guilty because for a year, my child got to see me without working. Like he didn't see me on the phone, no Zoom calls, no none of that because I had the freedom and the luxury of having my own built-in marketing system with the, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. with such a big page. And now that I'm back doing the, not the grunt work, work yeah. but the yeah. grunt work of rebuilding another brand, it was like, you know what? I look at the whole picture when you're not confident in yourself and what you're doing. Now you're delaying what you need to be doing. And now he's five turning six and you thought you would be done with him seeing you overwork, be stressed. And now you're six and he's seeing it again. So now I have to remember, okay, I'm doing it, but now I have to have work-life balance and remember Mm -hmm. these things because I'm like, he's not going to always listen to what I say. He's going to look at, was my mom happy? He's going to, you know what I'm saying? All those things. So all of it plays a part in just, I need to be good with me. I need to understand my worth because there are things I need to do. And those decisions aren't just about me. They're going to the trickle, you know, the trickle Trickle down down. effect. um, It's going to go to my child. So taking that away from him after he got so comfortable with, you know what I mean? Like mommy is all mine. Mommy is all mine. And I mean, I only have you half the year technically. Mm. 
that like I only have you half the year. So every moment that you get with me, it should be his. Um, but, you know, we live and we learn. We're not perfect and trying to be better parents. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk, and let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it. Make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right, now back to the show. Hell, it is what it motherfucking is. <laughs> hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. Miss um, Kira J, what advice do you want to give our listeners today? Coming from your story, what we're talking about, what is, what is, give us something that you feel like you need to leave them with. What do they need to know coming from you? Um, the biggest piece of advice I could give is to co- be fully committed to your healing, whatever that may look like. Fully I think committed. that sometimes we half-ass it and we're scared to do what it takes to really get through things. Or sometimes we think that, oh, I got too much work to do. I shouldn't get started on this. Or if I unravel this thread, it might let everything fold. You ever talk to somebody who used to weigh 300 pounds and they started losing weight at like 40? And then they go and they tell everybody like, if I would have known how much life I got back by taking care of my body and being active and doing all of these things, I would have been got started at 20 or 30. So on the other side of that healing journey is something so beautiful. Just get started, commit to it. It's going to take the time it takes. The, the years is going to pass regardless. Whether it take five years, the five years is going to pass. You're going to have either five years of doing the healing work or you're going to have five years of saying, damn, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. So yeah, just commit to it. 2023 is the year of execution. In my friend group, we do words of the year. Okay. Like we had a year of discipline. We had a year of calm. 2023 is our year of execution. Just get shit done. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Miss Mamas. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into the spiritual tip of the day. The spiritual tip of the day is definitely one of my favorites because I am an earthy universe crystal tree hugger, hippie of a woman. <laughs> um, and it's um, spirituality has unlocked so much healing for me. Um, every answer, everything that I needed was not found in the church. And it doesn't invalidate my belief in in God and religion and things like that. But spirituality is an ongoing relationship with myself and getting back to the way things just should be just balanced. Um, And so these tips are about everything from crystals to astrology to meditation to just everything because it's not just about adulting, it's about spirituality as well. Um, So today I want to talk about um, what retrograde means. A lot of people are very, you know, you hear, oh, it's Mercury and Microbraid again, yes. <laughs> Mercury and Gatorade and all these other things. And um, as as these retrogrades pass I've, it, throughout the year, they, you know, they come around at different times of the year. I want people to understand what the what retrograde is about. Um, so the word starts with R-E. So that's like revisit, reanalyze, like Re everything. It's time, and when you re look at something, or I don't know, give me another reword. Y'all see, I'm, I'm, I'm locked <laughs> up here. Rerun. 
That's what everybody be doing today. Retrogrades. They be rerunning right to the maxes. Yes. Um. It's a time. It's a time for things to come back, come back around, and for you to revisit them. Sometimes old things that you did not pass before come back around during retrogrades, and it's a chance for you to. It's your second chance, but it's also a time where you're supposed to slow down. Reflection. And it's reflect. Ooh, that's a. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reflection. That's what it's meant. So anytime some you look on Twitter and it's like, yeah, Mercury and in microbraid again or something like that, <laughs> they're talking about retrograde. And what I want you to do, if you don't do anything else, if you don't know what it means, I want you to slow down. Do not feel forced to make any changes um, and just look back over your life. A lot of times we move and keep moving and life has built-in pauses. Mm. Those are mm. retro. That's retrograde. It's built-in pauses because you're not going to do it anyway. Mm. Y'all know when you be running and gunning and then you get sick, life forces you to slow down. Retrograde is the built-in time mechanism to force you to slow down. And you know what happened? Like when you speed up on something that's slowing down, you get all jumbled up. And so- when things are going crazy, it's probably because you're not slowing down. So we always say during retrograde, everything is going wrong and all this stuff is going, I just can't wait for it to be over. You're probably not respecting the reflection time that you're supposed to be doing. Mm. So anytime you see that retrograde is going on and you know it goes viral and people make jokes about it, how about you respect it? Okay. And and say, you know what? She said that retrograde mean this. So just pause, just chill. Look at things a couple more times. It's just a built-in time for you to slow down. And sometimes you need to pause to even see what's really been happening or, you know what I mean? And to be clear, it gives a lot of clarity. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I, first of all, bitch, I love this for me. Okay. <laughs> because I love me some Kira J. Okay. I love me some you. I, I was so excited. Like, yes, bitch. <laughs> I first started following you from that video where you was like the difference between creamers and squirters and women be thinking that they're not having orgasms just because they're not squirting when your coochie is doing something. I was like, I feel seen. <laughs> I was telling all these niggas y'all don't know how to have sex because I ain't never squirted. But y'all, my bad, my bad. Apologies. My the Apologies accountability again. again. <laughs> Look here, she's referencing the fact that I do own the company Sexual Essentials. So if you are new to this, um, make sure that you click below, join our Patreon because I have all types of learning classes, videos, workshops, and everything teaching you about your sex life and everything else. Um, I want, I just have to give you your flowers. I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. proud of you for being vulnerable, telling your story, and you just, you know I'm a fan, girl. First of all, y'all, she brought me some books. Yes. Uh, and she you. brought me some books, and I remember when I reached out to her and I introduced myself, you know, I was being all polite, and I was like, hi, I'm Samaya, and, uh, <laughs> and she was like, girl, I love your page. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Didn't even know, so I, I love that for me, and- Everything that you are, everything that you reflect, I just, I fucks with it. Um, so thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for coming on the show. And please tell everybody where they can find you, what they need to pick up from you. Like, give, give them the tea. Okay, give, you give can find everything. me all across social media at I am Kara J. I A M K R R A J. On Instagram, it's all things Kara J. My website is also all things Kara J, where you can find the books. You can find information to book me for different things. You can find my guide to help you write your own book because publishing is the largest industry in the world. I'm just mm -hmm. saying billions of dollars. Y'all sleeping on it. Talk so, yeah. about it. 
Yes, everybody should try to strive to become an author in 2023. I want to I make at least 100 people this year authors. Okay. I love that passing it down, teaching yes. somebody else how to do it. Yes. Um, I love when I see influencers, entertainers, and things like that use this as a startup to do something else. Like. Mm-hmm. I just always think of Nelly. Like, I'm from St. Louis, but I think of Nelly. He came out with Country <laughs> Grandma, and then he bounced. Like, like yeah, he did some songs here and there after mm-hmm. that. But he used that money to do everything else that he Shaquille did. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, yes. They, he ain't played basketball in about 20 years. And he's still Shaq. Like, he's you know, still Shaq. He so, got a business on a business on a business. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, if you're an influencer, if you do one thing, there's a different way to monetize it. And I love that you've done that. Whatever you know um, how to do, teach it. Absolutely. Um, and also want to shout out me because we are shooting at the SE Content House today. Something extraordinary content house. Um, super excited. Um, this is one of our sets. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram and check out the website, um, semediagroup.com, as well as the Instagram page, um, SE Content House. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend, pass the podcast along. Just press share in your group chats and rate and review. All right. Good. All all minds and hearts clear? Yes, yes. Got the minutes done for the day? All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. This was Not Just Another Sex Podcast, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.